Magnetic Women Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Crater celebrate the thoughts and opinions of magnetic, spirited, and influential women. Each week, bold, brilliant women spark vigorous conversations on the complexities of life, love, and happiness. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Crater. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, and we are spanning the globe today. We have uh, Linda Crater in Washington, D.C. I am here in Los Angeles. We've got Monica Beavis in Long Island, New York, Frankie Picasso, Toronto, Canada, and we really want to put a wonderful warm welcome to Lorraine Hamilton, who's coming to us at 3 a.m. her time in Wellington, New Zealand. And what I love about this show, you guys, is that we get these, you know, global views on great topics. And having um, having a discussion today about dreams. Now, we're not talking about dreams and what do they mean and interpreting our dreams. We're talking about the dreams that we have and how we make them come true. Because I think a lot of people have dreams and they, they kind of tie them up in this precious little box and they sit it in the back of their dresser and they take it out and they peek in it and they look at it every once in a while. And the dreams stay in that box. And then there are other women like you guys, and this is why I'm so excited to have you all on, is there are women who take these dreams out, they take them out of the box, they flip them around, they play with them, they, you know, put them out for the world to see, and they watch them blossom and grow. So I'm going to go to uh, Frankie Picasso first in Toronto, Canada. Talk to me about your dreams and what you do to blossom them, to bring them out of the little box and make them a reality. Such a great question. And, you know, there was a book I wanted to write. And in the dedication to the book at the beginning, I said, it takes as much effort to create a big dream as it does a little dream. So dream big. And I have always dreamed big. And people go, gosh, you're so creative. You're so this, so that. But it's not about that. It's just about, you know, knowing that there's something out there that you want or something that you need to create and doing it. And how do, how does that get done? Well, it first, you know, it, it's an idea. It's an idea that you have that sits in your head and you can see it. It's like you sit in an empty room and you go, what would it look like decorated? And you start putting furniture in it. It's the same with the dream. You start creating that dream and making it you know, tasting it, uh, smelling it, really making this thing a reality in your head before it can become a reality in the physical world. And so that's where it all starts uh, as a dream. And but as we know, dreams, you know, are only stay dreams and daydreams until we put a deadline to them. So the next thing is to say, how, when is this going to be created? Because as long as it sits in my head, it's still a dream. As soon as I put the date, I'm going to have this done by, you know, uh, September the 30th. Now there's a reality to it. I have to make it happen. I have to. And, and, and so it becomes part of my physical world and I start working on it. Anybody? <laughs> Lorraine, go. Oh, so same question. So um, Lorraine Hamilton from Wellington in New Zealand. Um, you know, a lot of people, when I talk about my big dreams, like moving from Scotland to New Zealand, that one always gets the same response. It's like, oh, my God, you're so brave. And the thing is, when I hear people tell me this, I'm sitting there going, you have no idea. Because actually, it sounded, it, for me, it would be brave not to follow the dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was. I couldn't imagine staying in one place, having 
sown this seed of the big dream. So, you know, it breaks my heart when people have these dreams in the box, like you um, described, Sandra, because once you have the dream and once you have the vision and once you've made the decision, it's really just a case of reverse engineering the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But you need to have something that is so powerful to you, that means so much that you can't stay where you are anymore. So whether it's moving to the other side of the world or whether it's writing your book or whether it's um, taking that class or setting up your stall, doing meaningful work, it has to be something that really has, it's too uncomfortable not to do it. And and you need to have those reasons why. And I've never had a problem with the reasons why. So um, it gets to a point where it's, it's too uncomfortable to stay in one place. Monica? Yes. So for for me, you know, I think that dreams are really hidden realities already created in our mind. We we just need to learn how to make them that reality. And I usually think that by manifesting them is how we can transfer them to that dream conception to the reality. So the best way to do it is if you don't have something or if you want something that you don't have yet, so you manifest it. And the manifestation is not saying, okay, I wish to have this. So it's like talking like you already have it. You know, it's well known that when we manifest what we want, like we are having it in our hands, it's incredible how the universe bring that to to us. You know, I, I... Based this, and I learned this also uh, from the book, this incredible book from uh, Gabrielle Bernstein, the, the universe have your back, because it's really a reality. When we think uh, negative thoughts, that thoughts are dreams, and actually they happen when we kind of, you know, think too much on them. So the best way to do is manifest the dreams, make them the, the, the best positive, you know, and talk about them like we have them like you have them in the pre- like they are present moments in other words i hope that i explained good what i wanted to say you did and and i think that when this is linda i think that the why is what drives us and i think when the, the impulse gets so strong that you have to do something as lorraine said i think those are the things that drive people like us. I think that's also why we don't understand those who ask very little of life. Because there are some people who are, they don't ask a lot of life. They don't ask a lot of themselves. Um, I'm not judging it in any way. It's just the way they are. Their worlds are smaller. Their dreams are smaller. Uh, their actions it, it's up to them where they want to go, but it is not up to us. Although I, I do find that I, I want to ask questions of those who say, I really wish I could do what you do, but then they don't act upon it. And that is a motivational thing, and it is something that's powerful to you. But I also have this belief that someday is not a day of the week. Got it. You're right. And, it, it you know, it almost brings me back to, I mean, in a way, it's an entrepreneurial mindset. It's the risk-taking it mindset mm-hmm. uh, to be able to go after your dreams. And then there's people like us, most of us here, who are coaches and help people, you know, bring their dreams to reality because they just don't see how to do it. Not everybody can sit in an empty room and visualize, 
mm-hmm. it's full of furniture. Not everybody, you know, it, I have a chapter in my book, in one of my books that says, okay, I want you to write to me and tell me, should I paint my wall pea soup green or, or you know, pink or something. And, and yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. But the thing is, it's just get over the fear. It's paint. I can repaint. I don't care. Like it doesn't scare me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's going beyond vanilla, choosing Jamocha almond fudge, choosing strawberry, choosing something that you wouldn't normally do. That's the risk. So let's go there. You know, I probably said it before that, that, you know, the Chinese have two characters for, for, oppor- mm-hmm. for change, danger and opportunity. So we need to leave our comfort zone. We need to go where the opportunity lies and we need to be a risk taker in order to do that and create our dream. Why are we sitting on the dreams? A, we don't believe we can do it or B, we're afraid to do it. So Fears. either either way, yeah. yeah, either way, you know, if, if you really want it and you just don't know how to do it, find a professional to help you. I always say as a coach, you know, I hold your dreams until you believe that you can do them yourselves. Because I believe everybody can create their dream. Everybody can. There's nothing that we can't do if we want to. We have a fantastic new sponsor to share with you today. And we welcome FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Imagine opening your own FabFitFun box each season with brands like Michael Stars, Trina Turk, Moroccan Oil, Dr. Brandt, Juice Beauty, Zoya, Beaker, and Chris Nations. Celebrity fans include Martina McBride, Ashley Tisdale, Bethany Frankel, Kyle Richards, and so many more. Each box retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200. The fall box will be released in September, and they sell out fast. Don't miss out. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code DYNAMIC to save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code DYNAMIC. Every FabFitFun box has a value of over $200 and it's the perfect way to treat yourself with the most amazing products of the season. Become a member today and get your first box for just $39.99 when you use code DYNAMIC at FabFitFun.com. With FabFitFun, you get a box of full-size products four times a year. FabFitFun with code DYNAMIC. Order yours today. I'll tell you, when I was in college, I used to waitress um, at Northwestern. I'd waitress a lot for the Big Ten conferences for the sports. And mm-hmm. I got to meet some of the greatest, you know, sports coaches in history. And a lot of times I would listen to them talk to each other, you know, because I'm like the biggest waitress eavesdropper. <laughs> and they would say things Shocking. like, I know, they would say things like the, only the table. difference uh-huh. between, you know, somebody who's successful and somebody who's not is the successful person didn't give up. You know, the successful right. person kept trying. The successful mm-hmm. people didn't accept failure. They kept trying different things. You know, they didn't do the same thing over and over and over, you know, but they kept trying. And so there really isn't any failure if you keep trying. And that always stuck mm-hmm. with me. And I, the, the Notre Dame coach's name escapes me, but he was so great with that. It was so simple. Successful people keep trying. Isn't mm-hmm. that John Wooden? No, I don't think it was John Wooden. No, it was the Notre Dame coach. I'll have it's to look Notre him up. Dame. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, but the point being is, is, you know, these guys were some of the best success track records in the business and they kept trying. And what a simple concept, you know, that Frankie was talking about. And, you know, I love what you said about danger and opportunity, 
Because what is the real danger? You know, nobody's asking you, you know, when you write a book or you, you know, form a company or you, you create some piece of art, you know, nobody's asking you to skateboard out the back of an airplane parachute into (laughs) (laughs) and land on a little skateboard. Yeah. Yes. And land on an aircraft carrier, you know, whatever, not that there's one in France, but you get my point. Like, like, you know, there's a fighter pilot that I've, I'm friends with, and he had a very interesting comment to my kids the other night at dinner. And he said, what are you really afraid of? Because one of my kids had a big test in the morning and he's mm-hmm. like, you can go ahead and fail. You can always make it up. You can do extra credit, you know, or you could get an A. He said, you know, you're not going to die. And he said, yeah. when you put everything into the framework of, like you know, you're you're not going to die. And he said, as a fighter pilot, I would go into combat and say, well, I'm going to do my best. And if I die, I die. And those are really my only two options. Do my best or die. And the reality is most of the things we do that we try are not going to kill us. Exactly. Well, that's a very good thing. But you're talking about calculating the risk. And some people have a higher risk threshold than others do. And I I think that's part of it. But I I really love this quote by C.S. Lewis. And it says, you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. So we're going on a break. And when we come back... We are visiting again with Lorraine Hamilton, Monica Beavis, Frankie Picasso, Sandra and I, and we will talk about where are, how often do you set new dreams and how long do you persist and really what is your risk threshold? All all very interesting concepts are probably very individualized. We'll be back after these messages and don't go away. You'll want to hear the rest of this. We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and we've got a full house today with Linda Crater, uh, Lorraine Hamilton, Monica Beavis, and Frankie Picasso. And we are going to talk about how often do you set new dreams? And I'm just going to share with you, you know, I, I'm... I might be different than other people. I've always had a tough time of deciding like what are dreams and what are goals, because I really believe anything I set my mind to, I can achieve, you know, it might not be this month, this year, or this, you know, decade, but I know that I will get it eventually. So to me, dreams and goals are really interchangeable. And I don't know if that's ego, like my body writing checks that, that, you know, I can't back up, but 
every time I think of a dream, it feels like this cloudy thing floating around somewhere. And a goal is something like a target. I can shoot at it. I can hit it. I can can tangibly taste it, feel it, touch it. And so I, I have a hard time with dreams, but I have an easier time with goals. I'm going to go to Lorraine Hamilton. Oh, thank you, Sandra. And, you know, I, I kind of subscribe to the same concept. I, you know, dreams to me are the it's kind of ethereal and then the goals are what are going to lead me towards that dream so when you say how often do you set new dreams that kind of jars me a little bit because I think that my dream is the whole package it's what all of the goals that I set are leading towards so whenever I'm working with a, a new client the first exercise that I do regardless of how much personal development work they've already done is um, a values exercise because unless we know what their core values are and the exercise that I do is pretty deep it's not like anyone anyone else does it um, because I, I really need to know what is most important to them because that's what makes them up in that moment then we can set goals to bring more of those values into their lives and it's it's by boosting those core values that actually creates the dream reality the dream state so so the we do trying to think of a, a way of explaining um that better but the dream is is our being it's it's us being the way that we want to to be and live our lives and the goals are the doing it's what we need to do in order to reach that state of being. Does that make sense? It does. I, and I look at this a little differently. Um, I, I couldn't help it as we were you know, putting this down as our topic. I couldn't help but remember, row, row, row your boat. Yeah. Life is but a dream. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, dear, I better look that up because you know how many of the nursery rhymes are just dreadful and horrible. <laughs> but this one is not. And I believe that dreams are the choices we make to choose the life we want to live. Um, we can't always decide what happens, but we can decide how, who we are, um, how we respond, how we cope. And it's our dreams and our choices. To me, goals are more um, short-term oriented. They're nearly always achievable. The bigger ones, maybe not. But I, I do love to think of dreams as the ability to make choices of what our life will be. That's the difference for me. We have such a great sponsor today on Dynamic Women, Organifi. And you can go to Organifi.com to get 20% off your first order with code DYNAMIC. Organifi is an organic superfood company that I love and I use it every day. From their plant-based vitamin-packed protein powder to their green juice, red juice, I get what I need every day without the mess of a juicer, the time it takes to shop, chop, and clean the fruits and veggies, and most importantly, I have the confidence that I know what's going into my body and that I'm getting what I need. See, I'm a soul-supporting single mom who cares for my 84-year-old dad and my two teen and preteen sons. I'm busy. And I don't need to thrive. I have to thrive. Because on top of that, I own and run my own business that supports us. Talk about stress. I need these powerful nutrients, antioxidants, and immune-boosting herbs, along with my protein, vitamin, and minerals to knock it out of the park each day, every day. Because if I go down, we all go down. And that's not happening on my watch. And taste? 
with all this goodness for my body, I don't really care. But I was really surprised to find out how good this stuff tastes. What a bonus. Try it for yourself and see how you feel. That's Organifi.com to get 20% off your order with code DYNAMIC. Organifi.com. Use that code DYNAMIC. When you reach a dream, when that dream becomes a reality, it's already a, a goal. That goal is something that you know you have achieved. It means it's tangible, you know, and, and the dream is is already tangible. It became reality. When it's still a dream, it's a project that we are working on that. Of course, it has to do, like Linda says, I'm agreeing that part, with the choices that we we make. And I think it's on each person, on each individual, the time that they take to to make a dream a reality, to, to make that dream a goal. So I, for example, I work in general because every project that I start is a dream, even if it is a basic one, even if it has to do with my work or with my daily life as a mom or something. So I usually follow a frame uh, or a time frame of 90 days. And then after 90 days, I review everything that I did and see what was done and what wasn't. So whatever wasn't done, it's still that dream that I need to reach into a goal. I, you know, it's, it's something that I like to take notes. I like to follow like, in the old-fashioned way, but it's the only way that I can see what I reach out. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I thinking of it as Sand and everybody. Like, you set a goal to to bring in ten thousand dollars this month. That's a goal. It's not a dream. It's just a goal because the dream is, you know, what are you going to do with every month that ten thousand that you're collecting? What what's going to happen at the end of all that? That could be the dream that you're building an enterprise, that you're building you know, I'm building a radio station and a television station or you're building, you know, whatever it is that Beck Multimedia is going to be come to, into or Lorraine Hamilton's going to create or Monica Beavis or Linda, whatever it is, that's our dream. And, you know, I can tell you from my personal experience that from, from my father who is, you know, 94 now, um, he is still dreaming. He is still looking at, 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 you know, future forward at dreams that he, things that he's going to create in the future. And that is what keeps us alive and young, I believe, um, is to always have that, is to always have mm -hmm. a dream that you want uh, to make a reality. Absolutely. I am agree with that too. When you stop to dream, it's like you are not, you don't feel alive. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's, that's asking so little of life again. It uh, seems yeah. as though it's very important to always have a dream. And if you let your dreams die, not to say that you have to every day make up a new dream, but if you let dreams die, you really have your pizzazz, your zest, your joy in life, because striving and having a purpose gives you such a good road to follow. And, and that's important to me. It could be a sign of depression if you don't have a dream. Yes. Oh, definitely it could. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is that it is, it is to me to, to have dreams just means that you're still, you're still revving up. You're still there here. Those yeah. Still neural connections going on. Yes. And your heart's involved. Okay. Yes, definitely. You know, I, I just um, launched like two weeks ago, my second IBF summit, and I had this amazing, amazing pleasure and honor to interview Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he says something that is so uh, real and so true. Um, as Ranki was saying, when we have dreams, it's like you continue to feel that you are alive. But also to build that dreams and to make it the reality we want to, to have is 
it has to do with building beautiful moments in this present moment now. By doing that, when you go to the following day and you look to the day before, you're going to see a beautiful past. So it's incredible because you walk more positive to the future. You have motivation. You have more to dream. You know, it's so sad, for example, we see already today our teenagers, and I said that because I have a very close um, family member in that they are, you know, they are suffering from depression and they don't even know why. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, okay, why they, they are so young, they are full of life, they can think about anything they want to achieve and they still kind of don't feel motivated. So it's also in our hands, mothers, you know, parents, uh, entrepreneurs to also kind of reach these teenagers, these young people, because they are the future and teach them that they can dream and make that dreams a reality. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, just coming back to finding a purpose, because we're, we're all sitting around this table going, or this virtual table going, yes, you know, we're so impassioned and we're so motivated for our individual purpose. And, um, but there are so many people who have lost track, lost, mm-hmm. lost sense of what their purpose is, or maybe they never knew what it was in the first place. Um, but, you know, living on purpose, is actually a real confidence boost because when you are so connected to what it is that you are here to do, then a lot of those fears, those little fears just go out of the window because you're being magnetically pulled towards what it is that you need to do. So those little roadblocks are suddenly things that you can just smash through um, and, and then you can tackle bigger obstacles. And you stop looking sideways you know I think we have an awful lot of comparisonitis especially women where you know we're just looking sideways and thinking that everybody's doing it better than we are um so it, finding that purpose is, is not just something that's desirable I think it's absolutely essential for us in order to to make the impact that we can as individuals and collectively in the world oh I'm getting off tangent right <laughs> no that's fine <laughs> But don't you think that you mentioned purpose is so important in terms of knowing where you're going and how you're doing? And it's a confidence booster. But confidence booster is also motivating, which is also everything feeds into itself, which adds it. So it's a synergistic effect when you believe in having a goal and then moving on to a bigger dream or any of those kinds of things, it does keep you moving. But Frankie, what do you find is the most motivating thing about dreams? Um, You know what? Um, I think that the people who have an entrepreneurial mindset, and I think this is the new mindset that we all need to do as we come into fifth dimensional thinking, is is that we are we become self-motivated. We ha- you have to be self-motivated. Nobody can, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we can go to a coach, whatever, but, you know, that's your dream. That's your desire. That's mm-hmm. your, you know, mm-hmm. fire burning inside you. I can't make you have that. And, and I can't put that dream in your head necessarily. It has to be yours. So you have to become self-motivated. And, and like, I think it was Lorraine or, or uh, Monica said, I can't remember who said um, earlier that, that, you know, you, you have to want it so badly that you can't not, I think it was Monica or, or Lorraine, Lorraine. can not do it. You know, you have to have it so much that you can't not do it. So um, I think that's, that's the key to your dreams. 
But if you really want something, trust us, you can have it, you can create it, you can manifest it, you can step by step model good behavior, model people who have the dream that you want. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it is just one step at a time. Many goals, many goals take you to the big dream. And that's, you know, another way of doing it. Just looking at, uh, you know, what's the steps? What would I do? What would, you know, the person who's done it work backwards? How did they get there? What did they do? It's the perfect way to do it. You know, early on in my career, I called people and I said, you know what, can I job shadow you? Because I don't know if I want this job or not. And they said, sure, come in for a couple of days. And you do it for a couple of days and you don't like it anymore. Well, you know what, dreaming, dream big. Because like I said at the very beginning, dreaming big is <laughs> takes the same amount of attention as dreaming small. Bra shopping is the pits. I don't want some weirdo or some 20 something poking at the girls when I'm over 40. Yeah, that's right, little sister. That's what they look like 25 years and two kids later. But what if you could skip all that and find the perfect fitting bra in minutes, online, in the comfort of your home? Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's our new sponsor, Third Love. You got to try out Third Love. It's a try before you buy, super cool online fit finder with a quiz that'll recommend a bra from their line in your right size and shape. They offer half sizes, which is awesome for the in-between girls like me, and a rock and help center where you can chat, text, call, or email questions or concerns. Best of all, you can try on Third Love's amazingly comfortable bras free for 30 days and you pay just $2.99 for shipping. You can really try this bra. Wash it, wear it, and if Third Love's bra isn't your favorite, return it or exchange it for free. And those returned or exchanged bras get donated. Third Love has donated over a million dollars in bras to different charities. How cool is that? Check out thirdlove.com slash dynamic. Take their Fit Finder quiz and find your perfect fitting bra at thirdlove.com slash dynamic. That's thirdlove.com slash dynamic for the best fitting bras and underwear. Try it for 30 days, thirdlove.com slash dynamic. We're on Dynamic Women, and it's such a wonderful show being here with these global sisters. And everybody here, you know, has your back. And I'm sure you can reach out to them anytime that you want if you want to know how to dream and dream big and create your goals into reality. So I'm going to say thank you to Sandra and Linda and Monica and Lorraine and myself. Sandra, Frankie Picasso, we say goodbye. (laughs) We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. year, the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and direct the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up, though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. 
Hey, ladies, or shall I say, what did you call us? Global sisters, global girlfriends. Love that. Hey, I love that. <laughs> you know, we are like-minded women, and we are rare. You know, at the risk of sounding obnoxious, it is rare to find the women on the show today just down the street in the PTO. You know, I think we're unique and different than many of the population. And as a result, it can be kind of lonely. You know, we get emails from around the world of, you know, women who have heard our shows and said things like, I'm so thankful you talked about X, Y, and Z because I feel this way and none of my peers do. And I'm not saying we're any better or any worse, but we definitely are different when we are self-directed, goal-oriented, dream-having women. And Monica Beavis in the um, in the earlier segment in today's show talked about manifesting. And manifesting is one of those terms that is kind of bandied about in media, like, I manifest this. We're going to manifest that. And, and um, you know, and my kids come home because they talk about the manifesto, you know, the, I forget. <laughs> That's a little and different. I, you know, you can't swing a dead cat around this house without hearing the word manifest. But I want to deconstruct it. I want to hear from each of you what it looks like, what it smells like, what it takes tastes like. Like, what do you do to manifest your dreams? Because to me, manifesting could be laying in a hammock, looking at the clouds. It could be, I flow chart. I know it's ridiculous. I'm a former programmer. I flow chart my dreams into goals. So that's what it looks like for me. Lots of paper, Sharpie markers. I sit there and I draw and I color and then I convert it to a, to a, you know, a, a flow chart or a, a mind map on the computer. And then I print it out and it's all color coded. That's what manifesting looks like to me. And I call it to the universe. I say, universe, this is what I want. This is what I'm planning. I'm going to do my part. Now I need to do, you need to do yours. And that's kind of what it looks like to me. I call in my gods, my angels, my spirit guides. Like I, I, I bring in the troops, man. Everybody <laughs> who could possibly help me, you know, take this dream or goal into reality is who I call on. That's what it looks like for me. Monica, I'm going to go to you and ask, what does manifesting look like to you? Okay. Uh, for me, uh, it's uh, basically two things I do. Uh, one is uh, meditation. And the other is gratitude. And both of them are a form of manifestation for me. Meditation is to work on myself. I do my quiet moment, at least 10 or 15 minutes a day to connect with myself, to evaluate myself and see, you know, what I'm doing uh, right, what I need to correct. Because if if I am not connected with myself and I am not finding that uh, within, I am not be able, I will not be able to give to others. And the other one is gratitude. This one is the big one because by gratitude, I, I am thankful for what I want, which is that dream. And I say in this way, I say, okay, I am thankful and I thank God or your angels or whomever you want to call or higher consciousness or universe for, for example, when I was in my last in vitro uh, that I was freaking out, what if, the what if is negative. So I was very conscious, concentrated and say, thank you, God, because I have my baby. Even before I was pregnant, even before I start my cycle, thank you, God, because that baby is, is healthy, like I have it in reality. So it's giving gratitude for what you want as you have it, making, you know, sure that like you have it now, even if you don't have it. Because in that way, 
you are creating it. You are creating that dream. So that's the way I do manifestation. Cool. Um, Lorraine here, and I've got a slightly different process. Um, I'm much more similar to, to Sandra's. I've got a background in engineering. So for years and years and years, I was an engineer. So I'm process driven. I am nuts and bolts. Um, but there are a few other things that that play into that. So I really subscribe to the the belief that what you focus on expands. So I know from my work and my study that the unconscious mind is is eminently obedient and will work tirelessly on what I set it to to go and find evidence for. So if I set it to go and find evidence to support my goals, then it will do that. But if I send it to go and find evidence for reasons not to, it will equally do that. So I am very focused on creating a positive vision to be to begin with. So all of my affirmations are in positive language and and I have vision board, which kind of blew my mind when I started using vision boards just a couple of years ago. Um, because I thought, oh, how can this possibly be powerful? But purely by having my vision board on my desk, just there, it set the intention for the things that I wanted to achieve. And when I look back on it each year and I think, God, it didn't even feel like an effort um, to achieve those things. It wasn't like, and so set, setting those intentions and what you focus on expands. Then it's just like Sandra described for me. It's, um, you know, it's, it's getting the mind maps out. It's planning things out. It's reverse engineering the dream into very small steps. Cause I know that if I make the steps too big, I'm going to trigger my fear center and that's going to send me into fight, flight, freeze, which in today's world looks like procrastination <laughs> and perfectionism and finding reasons not to do things. So I put support structures in place, like having 50 reasons why I'm trying to embark on this goal rather than, oh yeah, well, it would be kind of nice. It's like, no, I want the 50 reasons why, because right now I'm all fired up and I'm ready for it. But, you know, three weeks from now, it might feel like a slog. So I want to be able to go back and see the depth of why I want to achieve this goal. Um, because I know I'm hardworking enough. It's it's the, the inner game that's going to trip me up, if anything. Mm. So so there's quite, there's layers of structure. There's, there's that... Um, that spiritual manifestation of you know understanding myself and what's going on for me and making sure that I'm at a high vibration and that I'm always positive but there's some practical structure as well and and it's that that meshing of the two that supports me to do what I need to do in order to manifest my dreams yeah I mean I is Frankie here I do a bit of both both of yours because what you set your um, attention and focus on good or bad is what you bring into your life and so you never manifest from fear or desperation ever you have to make sure that you center yourself and get into at least a good space and all of us have a happy thought that we can uh, bring us to that good space maybe it's the idea of a puppy or a baby or something a good memory that you've had in your life if you can bring that memory up to the forefront that's when you can start to manifest um I, I 
like to make, <clears throat> excuse me, I make a, um, a picture or I find a picture of what it is that I want and it goes onto my, uh, onto my computer. It goes, it's my screensaver. So every minute of the day, you know, I'm looking, it goes on my phone, it goes everywhere on all my screensavers. So when I'm looking at that, that's what I'm, I want to bring into reality. So every night there is a gratitude and every day there's, um, you know, I don't meditate like you do, Monica, but like like Lorraine and, and Sandra do, when you're creating your flow charts and you're coloring and you're doing all that stuff, you get into a trance state, which is a meditative state anyway. So Absolutely. you don't have to worry about it. We're, you know, whatever you're doing is, is probably right. Um, but it's making sure that you're not desperate when you're doing it. And the way that you know, um, like what you bring your attention to, and Lorraine had said it too, is, you know, think about as you go out today, I want everybody to think about um, a purple car. Now we rarely see purple cars, but I bet you if you start thinking about a purple car, you're gonna see a lot of purple cars today. And that is because you put your energy, focus and intention on something. And it, it very clearly shows you that when you do that, that's how you manifest. So the, the key part is not just what you put your energy, focus and attention to, positive or negative, but it's adding the gratitude part and adding in, you know, making sure that you're in a good place when you when you do it. I love that, Frankie. This is Linda. I, I actually take it in a, a different direction than all of you, although I'm very visual, like you just described, Frankie. Um, I know that a dream is really manifesting when it makes it into my nighttime dreams, when it is actually I'm dreaming it at night and I'm dreaming it in color and it's vivid and I get a lot of answers in my sleep or I should say broken sleep because sometimes you wake up with such a wonderful thought that you have to write it down yeah but it it becomes so enmeshed in your life that it is not an obsession but it is definitely something that is persisting so exciting that you have to go on and I love the part about what you focus on expands mm -hmm. uh, Monica said I think that's who said that, um, or maybe it was Lorraine. Um, I also think you have an intuition about what is going on. And so if you think you're on track and, and it's feeding your dream, you you focus on it and it, it takes you the next step. So I, I do dream in color. I do pull my conscious life into my subconscious life. Um, and the gratitude sort of is the icing on the top with the sprinkles. I love that part. I'm going to go to Lorraine. Yeah, um, more and more. I, I love this conversation. I love the different facets of the conversation because I think it makes it accessible for listeners to pick their process and what's going to work for them. Um, because there are so many different ways to to manifest. But the thing that keep, that comes back to me all the time is that the more work that I do on myself the more I understand myself, the easier everything else becomes. Because although we can, we can take inspiration from other people who have maybe done, achieved something that we want to achieve, their reasons for doing it are not the same as my reasons for doing it. So therefore we're likely to get slightly different results. So the more I understand myself, then I find the, the easier everything becomes. I'm reminded of a um, a quote that I I I, I um, quote often. It says, "Follow in the footsteps of the masters. Don't mm -hmm. follow not in the footsteps of the masters. Seek what they sought." So it's not enough 
to just say, well, I want that thing, therefore I'm going to copy every step that you took yes. and, and therefore I'm going to get the same result. Your, um, your reasons why and your desires and your drivers and back to your values and your beliefs and everything else are going to feed into your manifestation practice and the results that you get from it. So follow not in the footsteps of the masters, but seek what it is that they sought at that deeper level, because the deeper you go, the easier the manifestation process mm -hmm. seems to be. You know, I love that, Lorraine. I, I think that we often forget that life can be gone through gently. You can still achieve your dreams, etc., without being super aggressive or having it permeate your whole world. But life is not a race. It's a journey, not a destination. And so I, I think that these dreams that we have, you know, we can we can have multiple dreams at, at many times and we can take them in directions we want to. We can readjust. I love I love the I'm a seller. So I always believe you can adjust the sales um, to match the wind or vice versa. And it's a lovely way of thinking that if you are dreaming in one direction, you have the power to change that direction as well. We're visiting today with Lorraine Hamilton, Monica Beavis, Frankie Picasso. You're listening to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. We're going on a short break and we'll be back after a couple of messages. Stay with us. You'll want to hear the rest. And we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. If you need to lose weight but are not quite ready to make a commitment to an eating program, then cut 200 calories a day from your regular diet. This is an easy task and one that will start your weight loss. Slashing 200 calories from your daily eating is simple and very doable. It's as easy as choosing steamed vegetables instead of a loaded baked potato. Not only will losing weight reduce your risk of diabetes and cardiovascular disease, it will also aid your immune system. A study by Tufts University asked a group of slightly overweight people to cut 100 to 200 calories a day. As expected, their cholesterol went down, but they also boosted their immune system response to disease-causing microorganisms. Cutting 200 calories out of your daily diet is easy and well worth it. I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. hear about the Ohio woman who received three speeding tickets in one hour? Three different officers had no idea that within an hour, they had all pulled over the same woman driving random tandem down the road. She was first pulled over for speeding at 11.40 p.m. About 10 minutes later, another officer stopped her for speeding wiki-wiki again on the same road. Less than an hour later, she was pulled over for the third time. In each case, she was driving a bit ramstam or reckless at more than 50 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone. Oddly enough, she hadn't had a speeding ticket for six years. She explained each time that she just wasn't paying attention. I guess the third time wasn't a charm. What's another word for not paying attention? Travelopsing. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. 
Hi, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with uh, Linda Crater and Lorraine Hamilton, Monica Beavis, and Frankie Picasso. One of the things that has struck me recently, you know, I go through these iterations, and Lorraine, you'll like this because you're an engineer. Like When I was 10, I was Sandra 1.0, the software version. Then I was in my 20s, I was 2.0, 3.0, you know, 4.0. And each one of these iterations of my personal software had different desires, wants, dreams, goals, you know, you name it, it was all completely different. I kept reinventing myself, you know, keeping what was working, just like a software program, keeping what was working and then refining um, what wasn't working. And one of the things I found in Sandra 4.0 was, does changing your dreams mean the dream dies? And if the dream doesn't happen right away, is the dream dead? Is it like Linda Crater mentioned at break? Does it go to the dream cemetery? You know, do we, what do we do with these? And, you know, do they float around, come back? And especially if dreams don't come true right away, I'm going to go to Frankie Picasso first. Okay. We're, I think we're talking two different things, but we're, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say why we're talking two different things. We're talking dreams and we're talking manifesting. So manifesting can take time. It doesn't happen on our timetable. It happens on the universe's timetable. Imagine mm -hmm. that, you know, Linda or I got divorced and that our, you know, our mate, our one and only, you know, is married and he has to still get divorced and he still has to recover and months and years have to pass and then they have to put us in, in each other's way and then that, you know, wonderful magic happens and we meet. So it just can't happen tomorrow because we're not all ready. But, you know, the manifesting is, is happening. The universe is massaging it and bringing it into being, right? Yes, exactly. But, you know, Asked the, and answered. Yeah, but the dream, <laughs> but the dream, I mean, when I was nine years old, I sent away for the National Institute of Broadcasting Records. I wanted to be on the radio. I forgot about that dream. I wanted to be a writer. I forgot about that dream. And then, you know, 40 years later, oop, look who's on the radio. Look who wrote three books. You know, it's just the dreams happen when they're when they're ready to happen. And when you're ready to put your attention and focus to them, I, I had forgotten all about it. And then one day somebody said, hey, do you want to be on the radio? I go, damn right, I want to be on the radio. Of course I want to be on I always wanted to be on the radio. Why did I forget that? Because life got in the way. You got busy, you had kids, you, you know, you thought you had other dreams. But it doesn't mean that the, those initial dreams are gone. It's like people say, what's my purpose in life? I always say, go back to your talents and when you're a child. Like, go back to what drove you. Because you know, a lot of times your purpose is wrapped up in that. And so is my purpose to be on the radio? No, but it's a part of my purpose. Social impact is my purpose. And this is my vehicle. Does that make sense? It does. Wow. It Sorry, does. I, do that. I, mean, I love the way you put that. This is Linda. I, I, I do think that some dreams do die. There are certain dreams that I had that I wanted to I wanted to be a physician, for example, but life got in the way. We were relocated overseas right as I was applying um, certain things. And then when you came back, you had children and other things got in the way. So some dreams do die. I don't know that I call that a regret as much as a dream that didn't come true. Um, I wish it had, but it didn't. But other things filled in. And there are small dreams. There are bigger dreams. Uh, Frankie, I, I sort of am like you. I can't dream small. I, yeah. If I have a small idea, it, it grows. It expands um, into something bigger. But not every dream does come true. And do they go to the graveyard? Some of them should. Some mm -hmm. of them need to die because they didn't have the legs they needed to continue to go. And that's okay. But I, I think that the hard part is knowing when to let go of a dream that isn't 
practicing isn't coming true and is getting in the way of you doing something that really might be your purpose. And what are those cues? I think they're different for everyone. So I'm listening to you, Linda, and loving this. And a question just popped into my head and it's like, are, what's the difference between dreams and ideas? Mm. Because I have mm. a ton of ideas and I don't, you know, I, I kind of like, I don't want my dreams to die, but my ideas, well, you know, my ideas are, are disposable. Some of them okay. are going to stick. Some of them will stick. You know, I'll put some effort into them. Some of them will stick. Some of them, you know, I'll get really excited about and then realize a few days later, maybe, maybe not so much. And it's so maybe we need to understand the difference between our ideas and our dreams. Because, again, going back to that description that I had way back in segment one of this, you know, the dream is the overarching way of being. And, and all the goals feed into that. And so the ideas start the goals. Um, so it all feeds into the dream. So I, I'm in a position, you know, the this benefit of getting older, don't you just love it? If you've got this, you can just like look back and go, oh yeah, now I have the wisdom. Now I know what I'm doing. Because for years, you know, starting out as a life coach and then I was ended up doing business coaching and then I was doing wellness coaching and I wrote a book on psychological blocks to weight loss and became the weight loss girl. And believe me, if you knew that, if you could see me, I am not the advert for weight loss. Um, then I did uh, corporate coaching and then back into mindset coaching. And I would rack my brains and go, Lorraine, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. Pick something and stick to it. And actually, I can see now from the ben having the benefit of perspective that I had to do all of those things mm -hmm. to come full circle and know what it is that I am here to do. And so it's trusting the process, even when you are changing parts of your goals and changing some of and having lots of ideas and acting on lots of different ideas that they all are working with the universe and with you and with your hard work and with your support to ultimately bring you that dream of being. That makes sense. Monica? I think, yes, absolutely. That makes sense. I am agree with uh, Lorraine about the ideas and, and the dreams, two different things. Ideas, you know, when we born and when we are little, you know, I see my four-year-old coming and, uh, you know, she tells me all what she wants to do and it's millions of things at the same time. And even in the moment, you know, really, even there is moments that she kind of achieve one or two of that millions of things. But as you grow, you know, as we grow and we uh, build more uh, consciousness and all of that, I think that that ideas start to become dreams. Now, what I think about where uh, the dreams go if, uh, if a dream, you know, doesn't come true for us, I think is that is, is different from all of you ladies. A dream doesn't die. I think that it just take a turn and show us a more beautiful view or a different way to follow it. And sometimes might just take us to a greater and unexpected dream that we didn't even plan. I think mm -hmm. 
you you know what I mean? I so do. it's something that we can have in our mind and we want that, but for some reason didn't happen. I think that that didn't happen. It's just a turn and it's going to show us a much more beautiful landscape. And we're going to say, oh, wow, you know what? I, I think that this is even better and it's going to take me to a more successful path, to a happier time. But it's the same dream, just in a different way in a different point of view like you know different but the same that's my point of view I don't know you know how how it can uh, work for others or how others see the perspective of what happened when I cannot you know reach something that I want but that's the way I see it that's a really great point and I I I don't think um you know dreams die either they get you know, put aside maybe for others that maybe are a little bit more prominent. We were talking about weight loss and I wanted to tell you guys talk about manifesting because um, I created a graphic for myself and it has my picture on it. It has a highway on it. And on the side, it says, I know I, I always knew I could now I am. And it has a number, what I want to weigh in the middle on this highway as a speed limit. And, and so that's in front of me now, every day all the time and i'm manifesting that and when i think about you know oh maybe it'd be fun to cheat or whatever it's like no i i always knew i could and now i am because this time i really want to do it and so you know i am now i am i am are the two most powerful words you know in the universe right i am and so um, when you put that in there it's it's really i'm six weeks in now uh just starting and um you know down 15 and i'm really happy about it because it went a lot easier than before and I'm not young and I can't exercise. So that's really, you know, very positive for me. So positive results. But I think that's, you know, how you manifest it. And I asked, of course, I asked for angels and guys to help me, uh, especially with it because, you know, I don't want to, um, to go off. Accountability. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, say something that came to my mind too. Uh, you know, when Linda was saying that, dreams sometimes can become true or some people like give up on their dream. I think that one of the things that make uh, make us individuals to give up in our dream is the fact of not facing uh, the failing. So to face the failing, I think that mm-hmm. it's very important that also we let go and, and, you know, flow that feelings. If we need to cry, if we feel sad or blue for a moment, not to pile up that feelings because that is going to be blocking that dream. So let it go, cry. If you want to say, you know, whatever words to get out that anger, let it go. Once it's out, then you are clean to continue. I think it's very, you know, it's, it's important because a lot of things that doesn't help us to reach our dreams is that we pile up that bad feelings and we don't let them out. You know, I love this because I guess I'm the one that said I believe some dreams do die, and and I do believe that happens. But I also think good things fill in afterward. You know, nature abhors a vacuum, mm-hmm. and so I think that it's it's all in how you learn from it. So some things aren't going to happen because of practical considerations. In this case, time of life, phase of life. I think a lot of the times, it's your attitude. It's your personality. It's your character. How do you look at things? How do you frame things? You know, do you get knocked down, but do you get back up again? And I think all of the women on this program 
are talking about if, if something changes, you go and do it again. So this is a happy, passionate group with a lot of attitude, uh, both just passionate and enjoyable. I think one thing we have to remember is that life is not a dress rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And so we need to enjoy our life, enjoy the ride, and to have dreams. We have enjoyed our time together today, ladies. We've been visiting with Lorraine Hamilton from New Zealand, Monica Beavis from Long Island, New York, Frankie Picasso from Toronto, and I, my dear friend, and we're back in Los Angeles, and I'm Linda Crater in D.C. We'll be back next week with another wonderful show for you with interesting, dynamic women. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream another dream by C.S. Lewis. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in today to Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and join us each week. You can find more shows on dynamicwomentalkradio.com. 